when we speak of empaths and narcissists we are talking about the 17 axis dominantly okay rahu in the first house ketu in the seventh house or ketu in the first house and rahu in the seventh house and we are covering this by nakshatras in this series now we are come to third part the kritika nakshatra which the first pada falls in aries and the last three go into taurus so in this video i shall be covering dominantly the taurus part because kritika has a dominant aspects in taurus but i shall briefly leave aries also and there's a good reason why because kritika is very dominantly ruled by agni by fire and in aries with mars you know in the first house with rahu or ketu it becomes a very fiery type of energy so the aspect of narcissism or empathy as shown by mars we shall cover in the beginning if you want to skip the intro just click on the timelines and you'll directly skip to the aspects let's begin the dictionary definitions who is an empath and who is a narcissist according to dictionary empath a person who has strong capacity for empathy the ability to understand and share the feelings of others often to an intense degree psychological characteristics of an empath empathy empaths deeply understand and share the emotions of others sensitivity they are highly attuned to the emotional states of those around them intuition empaths have a strong gut instincts and can sense the emotional distress in others compassion they possess a deep well of compassion and a desire to help others boundary challenges big one empaths may struggle with setting healthy emotional boundaries potentially leading to emotional exhaustion narcissists a person who has an excessive and often unhealthy self love or admiration an inflated sense of self importance and a lack of genuine empathy for others right away you can see both are opposites narcissists often seek constant admiration and validation from others while exhibiting manipulative and self centered behaviors grandiosity narcissists have an exaggerated sense of self importance and often believe they are superior to others need for admiration they constantly seek admiration attention and validation from others to bolster their self esteem <laughs> lack of empathy narcissists typically lack genuine empathy and struggle to understand or care about the feelings of others manipulation they may engage in manipulative behaviors to maintain control and achieve their own goals often at the expense of others fragile self esteem despite their outward confidence narcissists often have a fragile self esteem that is easily wounded leading to defensive or aggressive reactions when challenged now let us see the two dominant drivers of narcissism and empathy 
we are considering for the purposes of this study Rahu as the narcissist when it is in the first house, Ketu as an empath when it is sitting in the first house. We are talking only the first house because that's dominantly where the ego resides. The egoness or the egolessness is empath versus dynamic, narcissist dynamic. So Rahu as a narcissist will give what? Exaggerated sense of self-importance. Rahu in the first house can contribute to exaggerated sense of self-importance leading individuals to overestimate their abilities and achievements. Seeking external validation. Those with these placements may have a strong desire for external validation and may go to great lengths to gain recognition and admiration from others, often at the expense of genuine self-esteem. <clears throat> illusion of grandeur. Rahu's influence can create an illusion of grandeur, causing individuals to present themselves in a way that exaggerates their accomplishments and status. Materialistic pursuits. This placement may lead to excessive focus on material wealth and positions as a means of bolstering one's self-esteem and self-worth. See, Rahu lacks this. It wants to gain this. Manipulative behavior. Rahu in the first house can sometimes encourage manipulative behavior where individuals use deception or self-promotion as a means of maintaining their self-image and gain the admiration they seek. Ketu as an empath on the other side, marked in the charts here as you can see. Ketu is in the first house, here Rahu is in the first house as a narcissist, Ketu in the first house as an empath. What does Ketu behave as an empath? Deep empathetic insight, Ketu's detachment can paradoxically lead to deep understanding and empathy for others' experiences. As individuals with displacement often have a unique ability to perceive and sympathize with the underlying emotions and struggles of others. Non-judgmental empathy. They tend to offer non-judgmental empathy as detached nature to themselves allows them to accept people as they are without imposing their own beliefs or values on others. Emotional healing. Some with Ketu in the first house may have a natural gift for helping others and heal emotionally or spiritually, offering a safe space for individuals to explore their feelings and experiences without the fear of criticism. Intuitive empathy. Their intuitive nature may enable them to sense others' emotions without the need for verbal communication, making them practically attuned to unspoken emotions and needs. Compassion and acceptance. They often possess a compassionate accepting disposition which can be comforting for those who seek understanding and empathy in their presence. Now let's examine the impact of planets which sit with Rahu in the first house for narcissism. We are talking only about Rahu now, first part. Okay, That's the narcissist dynamic, Rahu in the first house. What if Saturn sits with Rahu in the first house? What happens? Narcissistic tendencies suppressed. Saturn tends to suppress everything. Saturn's influence can sometimes act as a restraining force on the narcissistic tendencies. It may encourage the individuals to be more cautious about displaying overt narcissism. Emphasis on reputation. Saturn's presence may make the individual more concerned with their public image and reputation. 
they may strive to maintain a facade of responsibility and respectability. Controlled self-importance While there may be still a desire for self-importance, Saturn can add an element of control and discipline, preventing narcissism from becoming too overt, overt and covert narcissism. We'll see that. Mars. What if Mars is placed with Rahu in the first house? Intensified narcissistic traits because Mars is a driver, Mars is aggressive. Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in the pursuit of recognition and admiration. Impulsive narcissism. Mars is very impulsive. The influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where the individual seeks attention and dominance. Mars wants to dominate in a more aggressive and immediate manner. Impulsive. Ego-driven actions. Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs, potentially at the expense of others. What about Sun and Moon? As a narcissist, if Moon is placed in the first house with Rahu conjunct, what can be the possibility of narcissism there? Emotional narcissism. Moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotional experiences needs to take precedence over the other. Sensitivity to narcissistic injury. Moon's sensitivity can make the individual highly reactive to the perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reaction, emotional reaction. Moon is emotion. Narcissistic validation. Moon's influence may drive the need for constant emotional validation, potentially creating narcissistic tendencies in seeking attention and reassurance. Sun. What about Sun? Along with Rahu in the first house. Ego and self-importance. Sun represents the ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can amplify the narcissistic tendencies. Individual may be having exaggerated sense of self-importance, desire for attention. There is a strong desire for attention and recognition and the individual may go to great lengths to be in spotlight and receive praise and admiration. Charismatic Narcissism Sun's influence can make narcissism appear charismatic, confident, which can draw others in and create a magnetic personality. <clears throat> Resistance to Criticism Individual may be highly resistant to criticism as their ego is closely tied to their self-worth. They may react defensively or aggressively perceived slights. What about Jupiter or Venus along with Rahu in the first house? Jupiter, intellectual narcissism. Jupiter represents knowledge and wisdom. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can lead to a form of intellectual or philosophical narcissism. The individual may believe they possess superior wisdom and spiritual insight. Moral superiority. They may feel morally superior, believing they have a unique understanding of ethics and values that others lack. Proselytizing narcissism. Jupiter's influence may lead to a desire to share their beliefs and wisdom with others in a preachy, proselytizing manner. Resistance to contradiction. Individuals with this combination may resist contradictory viewpoints and may become self-righteous when challenged, viewing themselves as the holders of ultimate truth, the ego of Jupiter. 
Venus, aesthetic narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and beauty, vanity. <clears throat> charm and charisma. They may possess charm and charisma that draw others in using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. Materialistic Narcissism Venus influence can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self-worth based on material positions they have. Luxury Indulgence Emotional Manipulation Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally seeking attention and affection. What about Mercury with Raho? In the first house, intellectual narcissism. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect of Rahu in the first house, it can lead to intellectual narcissism, where one individual believes they are intellectually superior to others. Manipulative communication. Mercury's influence can make an individual skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control conversations. They may use language to enhance their image and deflect criticism. Need for recognition. There is a strong need for recognition of their ideas, opinions, Mercury's intellect. They may seek out intellectual debates and discussions where they can dominate and showcase their knowledge. Difficulty accepting differing views. Individuals with this combination may struggle to accept differing viewpoints and may dismiss or belittle opinions of others, contributing to a sense of intellectual superiority. What about the empath dynamic? Now let's see the empath characteristics. So Saturn in the first house with Ketu or the south node of the moon. Empathetic Detachment. Saturn's influence can create a sense of empathic detachment. Individuals with this placement may have a unique ability to empathize with others while remaining emotionally reserved and composed. Practical empathy. Saturn is very practical. They may express empathy through practical actions and responsibilities, such as providing stability and support to loved ones in a consistent, reliable manner. Structured compassion. Saturn can create structured, disciplined compassion where empathy is channeled in a focused, responsible way. They may even make this a profession. They approach empathy as a duty. Difficulty in expressing feelings. Saturn is a dry planet. It does not have feelings. While they understand and empathize with others, expressing their own emotions or connecting on an emotional level may be challenging to Saturn along with Ketu in the first house. Mars with Ketu in the first house. Empathy driven by action. Mars is action oriented. Mars can stimulate empathy through action and physical engagement. These individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others and defending those in need. Mars is a warrior planet. Protective empathy. They may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive or loyal to those they care about. Protective another aspect of Mars, ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being. Empathic courage. Mars influence can make them courageous in their empathic responses, unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on the behalf of others. 
potential impulsivity mars is very impulsive while mars can enhance empathy it may also lead to impulsive reactions triggers and sometimes without considering the consequences what about sun and moon in the first house with ketu as an empath moon deep emotional empathy moon represents emotions when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house it can create deep emotional empathy these individuals can connect with others on a profound emotional level sensitivity to others needs ketu is all about other when it comes in the first house that's what defines an empath they are often sensitive to needs and feelings of others making them compassionate and nurturing individuals instinctual empathy moon's influence can lead to an instinctual empathy where they respond naturally and empathetically to the emotions of others around them often without conscious effort emotional bonding they may form strong emotional bonds with others which can lead to heightened sense of empathy when those close to them are in distress sun empathy focused on identity sun represents one's identity and ego when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house empathy may be closely tied to a deep understanding of personal identity and a willingness to empathize with others who struggle with issues of identity they may help other themselves find themselves empathy as a path to self realization individuals with this placement may view empathy as a means of self realization understanding themselves better by empathizing with other struggles and journeys empathetic leadership sun's influence can make them natural leaders in empathetic roles guiding them and supporting them through their own empathetic understanding of personal challenges what about mercury and jupiter with ketu in the first house mercury intellectual empathy mercury represents intellect and communication when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house empathy may primarily manifest as intellectual understanding these individuals may empathize by analyzing and comprehending others thought processes and viewpoints empathy through communication they may express empathy through effective communication actively listening to others and providing thoughtful responses empathy in learning in mercury's influence with ketu in the first house can lead to love of learning about different perspectives cultures which can enhance capacity for empathy by broadening their understanding mental intellectual understanding of the world analytical empathy they may have a knack for breaking down complex emotions and situations into manageable parts making it easier for them to empathize with specific aspects of others experiences <clears throat> jupiter with ketu in the first house spiritual empathy jupiter represents wisdom spirituality and higher knowledge when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house that's our basis for empathy empathy may be deeply rooted in spiritual or philosophical understanding jupiter the philosopher empathy as a path to wisdom individuals with this placement may see empathy as a means to gain spiritual wisdom and personal growth they may believe that empathizing with others they can expand their own consciousness jupiter is also very egoistic by the way mentorship and guidance jupiter's influence can make them natural mentors and guides offering empathic support 
and wisdom to others on a spiritual and personal development. Universal empathy. They may tend to have a broad universal perspective on empathy, seeking to understand and empathize with the struggles of humanity as a whole, transcending individual boundaries. What about Venus with Ketu in the first house as an empath? Aesthetic empathy. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy by this individual may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others. Empathy, empathy through art and creativity. They may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art, music, literature to evoke and share emotions with others. Compassionate relationships. Venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interactions and relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of others. Empathetic harmony. They may seek to harmony and emotional connection in their relationships above all as a means to create deeper and more meaningful bonds with others. So these are all the basic rules. But now we get into nakshatras and see how Rahu and Ketu with these planets can play out in the nakshatras because 27 different signatures are possible. Let's get into that. So let's begin with Narcissus number one. We are talking about Rahu in Kritika and Ketu in Vishakha that axis over there okay so we are still in Aries so we are still dictated by Mars in the first house and Venus in the seventh house that is positus remember Rahu and Ketu both are great imitators they don't have a personality of their own so the, they tend to imitate the dispositors or the lords of the houses in which they sit in it's that simple a principle Okay, so Rahu now we have in Kritika Nakshatra. So we have to bring up what does Kritika stand for as a narcissist, as Rahu sitting in the first house in Kritika for an Aries ascendant. There is the characteristics of Rahu in the first house for this narcissist, Rahu in Kritika. Okay. So there on the top we have ambition and leadership. Kritika is very ambitious. It's got a lot of fire. Rahu in Kritika signifies strong ambition and leadership qualities. <clears throat> These individuals are determined to achieve their goals and often seek positions of authority and recognition. Keep in mind the nakshatra energies, Taurus, Venus, Brahmana, but this is in Taurus. Okay, I've just stuck in Taurus part here for Kritika. It falls in Aries also, but the dominant parts is what I'm covering. So never mind. Competitiveness. They have a competitive spirit and are driven to excel in their endeavors. They may thrive in competitive environments and enjoy challenges. Remember, Rahu will amplify that a lot when it's sitting in the first house, sitting in the head itself. Desire for power and influence. Rahu and Kritika can lead to a strong desire for power and influence and recognition. These individuals may be motivated to make a significant impact in their chosen fields, whatever the field might be in the modern day world. 
assertiveness. They tend to be very assertive, may not shy away from confrontation when pursuing their objectives. And remember, Kritika being ruled by fire, Agni, this becomes very strong, especially with Mars placed in the first house, for example, or Mars placed anywhere, but with Kritika and Rahu, this becomes really strong. Very aggressive approach and assertive approach. Independent thinking. These individuals often possess independent, innovative thinking. They are not afraid to challenge the established norms and may seek unconventional solutions to problems. Now, before we go any further, we have to look at Mars as a, a narcissist. Mars with Rahu. <clears throat> and Mars with Rahu tends to generally give this, but in relation to Kritika, do this for every one of them. We shall do this. Mars in relation to the first house intensified narcissistic traits. Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in their pursuit of recognition or admiration. Impulsive narcissism. Mars is very impulsive. It just wants to go out, get stuff done. Very impulsive in its approach. It's very action-oriented planet. So when Mars is placed with Rahu in the first house and there is Kritika more, this will intensify those traits. And because it's the first house, it will tend to bring that to the seventh house, the spouse also. Impulsive narcissism. Influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where individual seeks attention and dominance all the time seeking attention rahu is first of all a head oriented energy if rahu as a point sits in your horoscope the first house it tends to magnify it rahu magnifies everything wherever it sits so if it sits in the head itself this person can be very narcissistic that's the basic principle ego driven actions another one for mars Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs. It's all about I, me, myself, right? Potentially at the expense of others. you got to understand this one principle. If Rahu sits in the first house, Ketu will sit in the seventh house. So they are automatically detached from others. I don't give a shit about others. I only care about myself. This is narcissism at its best. Okay? So Mars as narcissist plays out like this in Kritika. Now let us see the other part. What, what else will we doing here? Now we have to see Ketu in Vishakha. What does it bring when Rahu sits in the first house? So let us just look at Vishakha for a second. <coughs> so Ketu in Vishakha will bring detachment from materialism. Will it bring also detachment in this case from people? Vishakha is in the sign of Libra, so that's also ruled by Venus. Quest for balance. Vishakha is always seeking balance. Its Vishakha is seeking the unifying aspect of branching out. Right? We saw that in the heart of the nakshatra. So here, Ketu sitting can want to seek balance in a higher way. Ketu is detachment. Ketu shrinks everything that it sits in, the house that it sits in, for example. Vishakha nakshatra is associated with balance and harmony. Ketu here can intensify that quest for balance. 
in any aspect of life. Interest in healing. Ketu in Vishaka individuals may have interest in healing and holistic practices. So at the same time Rahu is doing this in the first house, Ketu is also doing this in the seventh house. Transcendental experiences. These individuals may have a propensity for transcendental or mystical experiences. Well, you got to evaluate that with the nakshatra itself. Those are general characteristics. Vishakha is not so much interested in liberation here. Okay. Now let us see. Empath number one. So empath number one. Ketu sits in Kritika and Rahu sits in Vishakha. Just the reverse of what we did. Right. So what does this lead to characteristics? Once again we have to step into Kritika. But now we look for Ketu. There you are, the bottom part. Spiritual detachment, it's always number one on Ketu list when it comes as an empath. These individuals seek to detach from worldly desires. Sensitivity and empathy, they tend to be highly sensitive, empathic individuals. They may have a deep understanding of emotional experiences of others. Because Ketu now sitting in first house it looks at Rahu it's always the energy is driven towards Rahu from the body to the mind Ketu Rahu is the head Ketu is the body so it drives its energy towards the others so it is very supportive of others it can experience others emotions as its own definition of empathy quest for inner transformation Ketu in Kritika often indicates quest for inner transformation and spiritual growth Ketu in the first house will lead to that. This is why most empaths are always seeking answers in a higher way. They may be drawn to practices that lead to personal enlightenment or self-realization. Self-sufficiency. These individuals may possess a sense of self-sufficiency and independence in their spiritual journey. <clears throat> they are often self-reliant and therefore prefer to explore their own unique path. <coughs> you got to understand one thing about Ketu. It's a highly individual, original kind of thinker. Look at the box, white box in the top left corner. Ketu general attributes are universality, impressionability, idealism, intuition, compassion, spirituality, self-sacrifice. Okay. Now let's see Mars as an empath here. What does it do? There. Empathy driven by action. Mars is an action-oriented planet, so it will want to take action. It will not just sit there empathizing with people. It will say, I'm going to do this and this. These individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others or defending those in need. Protective empathy. They may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive, loyal to those they care about, and ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being. Mars in the first house, generally speaking, with Ketu tends to be so outwardly empathetic. It's unbelievable. It's like these people will not care about themselves. They just go out to help. Empathic courage. Mars influence can make them courageous, fearless, empathetic responses. They are not afraid about themselves. Mars is a soldier. But unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on behalf of others. Potential for impulsivity. Remember always Mars is impulsive. 
and Ketu wants to really cut off stuff. So Mars also wants to cut off stuff. So Mars and Ketu can make these people very quick to cut off others, very impulsive, but they are empaths. This can lead to a lot of misunderstanding with these kind of empaths, Mars with Ketu, in any nakshatra, in any hour, in the first house. Empathic triggers sometimes without considering the consequences. I don't care what, what this is going to lead for me because Ketu is now in the first house, but I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to take this action, either in person, social media and relationships. Seventh house being about others, relationships. This dominantly play out in relationships. Now let's, let's look at Taurus because we shift to Taurus. So we'll come to Taurus Scorpio axis because Solvay's axis is opposite, right? So let us shift to Taurus part of Kultika and see what happens. That is Narcissus number two. Now since we have shifted to Narcissus number two, Rahu in Kritika and Ketu in Anuradha. But so now we have shifted the axis itself. We have shifted the zodiac signs from Aries to Taurus. So right at the bat you should be able to say that the first house dispositor has changed. Therefore the quality of narcissism or empathy now will change. Let's look at that. Always important to look at dispositors when it comes to Rahu or Ketu. Right? So narcissist number two has Rahu in Kritika but this time has Taurus ascended. So what does it give us? First of all, Kritika remains the same. Okay, we saw the Rahu characteristics. But now let us see Venus as a narcissist. Is that possible? Venus is supposed to be a natural benefic. It can get badass when it comes in contact with Rahu in the first house. Aesthetic narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. I know a better sense of color or better sense of beauty than you do. It's all about feeling full of oneself, right? Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and external beauty. Well, in the first house, they'll be always in, the, in front of the mirror, decorating themselves or looking at themselves, admiring themselves, that kind of narcissism. Charm and charisma, this is one more thing they might use. <clears throat> They may possess charm and charisma that draws others in. You might have come across people like this. In using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. The Instagram world, the YouTube shorts world, right? These people are so full of themselves. It's unbelievable. Materialistic narcissism. Venus is a materialist. It wants stuff. Venus influence with Rahu in the first house can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self-worth okay, based upon material positions and the ability to acquire luxury and indulgence. Venus is the planet of beauty and materialistic aesthetics. It can refine itself. We shall see this in the empath part. But we are talking about association or aspect of Rahu in the first house. When Rahu is the first house with Venus in it, with it, this amplifies sort of a perversion. Rahu and Ketu induce or bring about perversion of the natural energies of a planet. Just think of it this simply. 
and you'll be able to figure this whole series out very easily. Emotional manipulation. Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally and seeking attention and affection. This is Venus as a narcissist in the first house in Kritika. Now let us see the empathic portion. Switch the roles. But let's briefly first examine what it does with Ketu in Anuradha. At the same time this is happening with Rahu in the first house, there is Ketu sitting opposite to Kritika in Taurus in Scorpio Anuradha. Let's see that. So in the Narcissus 2, Ketu is sitting in Anuradha. Let us quickly cover what Anuradha Narcissus Ketu will do. Okay. There you are. So Ketu, the bottom part, sitting in Anuradha Nakshatra will bring about detachment from spouse, detachment from devotion to others. Anuradha is about devotion. It will give them a detachment from worldly desires, from material positions. It will give detachment from relationships. Commitment to relationships in Ketu will go to another level. It will go to a more spiritual level. It will go to a more level where they feel cut off from their spouse. They might marry also, they might feel cut off from their spouse. You want to check the Navamsha, of course. Quest for healing and transformation. These people may lead to that. So on the one hand, Ketu sits in Anuradha, detached from love, detached from any kind of sexual advances or sexual life. That's on the seventh house, all the seventh house aspects. And it will drive the energy towards Rahu saying, I am more important than the other. Narcissism at its best. Now let us shift gears and see the empath number two. So in empath number two, we have Ketu in Kritika and Rahu in Anuradha, the reverse of the axis. But now we are talking about Scorpio and Taurus axis. Energy can get quite severe when Rahu and Ketu appear in the 1-7 axis in these fixed signs, Taurus, Scorpio or let it be Leo, Aquarius because these are fixed signs and Rahu and Ketu are energy which are dynamic, which always move. I have covered this in Rahu Ketu study, please look that up. Okay, so empath number 2. So we now have Venus and Ketu as empath. So we go back to Kritika but this time we will evaluate Venus as an empath. Empathic qualities remain the same in Ketu, but the dispositor now is Venus, not Mars. Aesthetic empathy. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. We are talking about Venus with Rahu, with Ketu in the first house. <clears throat> when in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life, emotions of others. Ketu in the first house will become about others, natural empathy. But the quality of empathy is shifting. It is Venus-like. Empathy through art and creativity. These people will be very artistic. They might want to bring it through physical beauty, paintings, music, cultural aspects clothes, interior decoration, anything which you can share the beauty or sense what they are perceiving through the rest of the world. It's beautiful. 
They may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art, music, literature, etc. They are using this art and creativity as a means of sharing their empathy. Compassionate relationships. Venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interaction in relationships. This is beautiful, even though Kritika is a harsh nakshatra. You see what I'm saying? It's not always in Vedic astrology one thing to the exclusion of others. Vedic astrology simply doesn't work like that. We need to always see broader context of where it is playing out. These people can be attuned to the emotional needs and desires more about others than myself. Boundary issues. Empathetic harmony. They seek harmony and emotional connection in their relationship, valuing empathy as a means to create deeper relationships with others, with their spouse, with others. This is the nature. If Ketu appears in Kritika, in Scorpio, in the first house, with Venus. Okay. Now let's see what Anuradha is doing meanwhile because we are talking about that. So Rahu is in Anuradha. What does that bring about? And we'll finish up with that. While this person is empathic in a Venus form with Ketu in the first house, Rahu is sitting on the opposite side. What does that make that? Rahu in Anuradha in the seventh house will intensify strong desire for success. These people are driven to motivate others for their goals, to achieve their goals and reach a position of influence. Strategic thinkers, they tend to be strategic thinkers, may excel in planning and organization. Okay. Interest in relationships. Anuradha, when Rahu is placed in the seventh house, in Anuradha, this can become seriously obsessed about relationships. Sleeping around with a number of people. Just let's cut the story short. Okay. This can make it like that. Desire for recognition. More, I would say, in relationships. Because Anuradha, as a nakshatra, is seeking relationships. It's seeking highly, deeply bonded relationships in terms of sexual connection. They are using sex as a means to merge, to find that emotional love. Look at the life lesson of Anuradha there, at the left-hand bottom. Merging needs bond of love to be aroused to reach the zenith point, the orgasmic point. Merging needs bond of love. So Anuradha is needing love first to experience that. But this over-obsession of Anuradha can be problematic. Right? Think about this. I'll leave you with this. I'll see you in the next. Thank you for watching. Take care. Be safe.